I don't remember. That's my birthday even. You know, it was my birthday. Huh? Is that funny? Birthday in Russia. <laughs> but we remember it. Yeah, but I did not know. That day I did not remember. And later somebody remind me, then I remember it's my birthday. But when I was uh, in your country, I did not remember that was my birthday. And they're very generous. I stay in the hotel, you know, a little bit far away from the lecture hall. And uh, I go down and ask uh, for a taxi, yeah? And the lady in the reception said, Oh, no taxi, no taxi. Taxi so long. You go, the bus right in front. Uh, very cheap. <laughs> taxi expensive. <laughs> she tried to save money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally, hotel, they don't care, you know, why they tell you go on bus, you know. They tried to save money for me. Very nice. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, okay, she showed me where the bus stop it was, right in front of hotel. I said, Okay, I go on the bus. But because I never went on the bus. Nobody asked me money. I forgot to pay. <laughs> yeah, truly. Truly like that. I forgot completely. I was just so uh, looking at the city, you know, and people and were so happy and on the bus for the first time, you know. <laughs> and even I was given a seat even, you know. Uh, I was so happy, and I forgot, I've never been on the bus, I forgot to pay truly like that. Oh, after I got now I shop a little bit, and then, oh, oh my God, I did not pay the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so later I came back by taxi, and I <clears throat> give much more tea. In my heart, I want to make up for the bus fare that, <laughs> that I did not pay. But maybe that's a gift from Russia for me, you know, for my birthday that come to their country on my birthday and don't celebrate nothing. So they give me a bus ride, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a gift, huh? Because if I have gone by taxi, I would have paid because the taxi never will let you go without paying. But the bus driver don't say anything. I walk in and I walk out. <laughs> Funny guy. In, the, in Russia, you don't pay for bus or... <laughs> oh, the driver don't ever ask, huh? They don't ask you not, whether you pay now. or not. Now system uh, is changed. Yeah, they don't ask or they ask. Yeah, ask. Why didn't they ask me then? It was only a few years ago. <laughs> uh, probably <laughs> he think, oh, the, the only Chinese in town. We let her go. <laughs> Look like Chinese, you know. Of course, he doesn't know I'm Vietnamese. He probably thinks I'm a Chinese, you know? And Chinese and Russia are brother and sister, you know? Why take money, you know? <laughs> huh? Yes. China and Russia are still brother and sister, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't take my money, you know? A little Chinese sister come to Russia. <laughs> and we don't take her money, you know? <laughs> Comrade, you know? <laughs> yeah, I never forget that. That's really the present for my birthday, you know? Mm. So the Russia people, you know, I never forget. They're so kind, you know? I'm a stranger, you know? And the tourists, you know? Mostly people think, oh, tourists, they have a lot of money. You take as much as possible. But they don't. So honest, you know? Tell me, no, no, the bus right in front. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to go to town, you know? And she knows where, and she tell me. And you just take the bus, you just go there, you take off. And very cheap. Oh, I go taxi, you know, a lot of money. For her, maybe a lot of money, I don't know. 
But she tried to save for a stranger, you know. This is very kind, you see. And the bus driver don't ask. I come up, he know. I come down, he know. He even <laughs> wave. <laughs> I guess in Russia, people all buy a card, you know, like a monthly card, you know. Yeah. In Germany, you can do that. Like you buy a card and then you can go for the whole month. And you can go anywhere in the city. It depends on how much you pay. You can go all kind of zone and every day, so many times you need. You pay like a package, you know. So maybe people over there in Russia, they do that. So the bus driver used to it. Maybe only $2 or something. <laughs> yeah, but I never forget. forget. They're very, very kind people. Hmm? Okay. Any other country? Italy. Italy? All of this Italy? From Holland. Uh, from Holland. Dutchman, okay. <laughs> so many Hollanders. The Hollander people, very nice, you know. They took in anybody. That's why the Vietnamese and Chinese just came right now before you. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're from everywhere. I said, where are you from? Norway. <laughs> Chinese from Norway. Where are you from? Iceland. <laughs> Another one, Holland, you know, and Poland, and German, you know, England, <laughs> UK. <laughs> All places. Only one couple from Vietnam. The rest are from everywhere, your neighbor. Yeah. Mm. But they establish themselves, you know, well, and they sell in vegetarian food and all that stuff. It's good. It's good. We're doing well. Any question, guys? You all look so good. Yeah? In front, you cannot uh, go anywhere. <laughs> in the back, you cannot push. And both left side, uh, left and right like this. So it's just very, very convenient. <laughs> Nobody fall down, nothing, you know. <laughs> United, we stand. <laughs> cannot even move. So when people come in and see it, they say, my God, what a very, very, you know, diligent group <laughs> of meditator. What they call in Zen, unmoving, you know. <laughs> Can't move, it's too tight. <laughs> in, in the Zen, because I talk in Chinese, you know, I play with words, it's even more. I say, it's very stable, sitting, you know, stable, because you can't fall to the left, you can't fall to the right and the front. And it's warmer also in winter, right? And we save electricity and save the planet, you know? <laughs> yeah, talking about saving energy, that's the best way, you know? I love you. Okay. I hope to see you guys. We have a lot of brothers and sisters, but some cannot come, you know? I some people in China, they don't have money to even dream of coming here. Too expensive, you know. Some people in a remote area of Africa, they don't dream of coming here. Not even dream. You understand? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't even have enough to eat every day. Hmm? So if you know any brother and sister in those countries, if we know about it, you know, we can help them. Okay, you tell me. All right. Okay. okay. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, words is not enough. I guess you like to hear that. <laughs> the thing is, we are very lucky already, yeah? Yes. yes. So is it good we are free, you know, here, yeah, not too many rules. 
so it's okay, huh? Yeah. Better than nothing, huh? Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's my pleasure. What I mean is that I reserve a lot of time for you this year, you know? Not that I neglected you or anything. Just uh, you have too many brothers and sisters. <laughs> Big family, what am I to do, you know? Like my dog, you know. I had ten, I have to take ten. <laughs> yeah, to be a pet, you know, to go to my room, you know, take ten. Because if they are together, oh, it's chaotic sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes I take them together, but not every day. Everybody wants to go to the bed, you know? <laughs> and the biggest guy, when he spread out the whole belly, he's gone. <laughs> Better than nothing, okay? We love in here, yeah? We too. Also, we work together, and that's also togetherness, yeah. You know? Look in the same direction, eh? Okay. Please help the world. If you love me, help the world, love the world, okay? Yes. Love the people and help them to get out of ignorance. They are not bad, they just don't know. Remember how we didn't know before? Yes. We were brought up in a different tradition and nobody tell us anything, yeah? Yes. Only recently everybody tell, but all the smartness in the world, all the education, nobody tell us anything. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production, rabies, anthrax, sleeping sickness, Q fever, norovirus, swine flu, Ebola reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus, blue tongue disease, E. coli, salmonella, bird flu, mad cow disease, or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk, pig's disease, or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, campylobacter, clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy-appearing livestock, some of the costs of meat-eating. Infertility, eating just one serving of meat per day, increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least one trillion US dollars a year. Cancer increased childhood cancers and adult reproductive cancers from hormones in meat. Colon rectal cancer. Over one million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. 
Environmental uses up to 70% of clean water, pollutes most of the water bodies, deforests the lungs of the earth, uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, causes world hunger and wars, 80% cause of global warming, plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Cowpox from milking cows. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis, classified as a major allergen, lactose intolerance, plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. For help quitting, please visit Thank you. Indonesia style. Thank you. you make it more like a new year. Thank you, Master. Just today, right? Yes. yes. Wow. You bought all this stuff from Bali? Yes, Master. From Indonesia? Yes, Master. Wow. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Very generous. Very kind. Merci, huh? Thank you. 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 Thank the devish, they dance, you know, a lot, you know. They have the head and then they have um, a jacket and then a rope very long. They were white and then when they dance like this. The devish. Rumi is one of the devish masters. Now this is a story from the devish Muslim tradition. Yeah, devish is very famous, yeah. It's just like uh, in Christianity, they have many different uh, denominations. Like they have Christian, they have Catholic, they have Evangelist, they have uh, the Church of the Later Days, the Saints, the Seven Days, uh, Adventist, etc., uh, etc., et yeah? And a smaller denomination, yeah. All right. Uh, why so many denominations within one religion? Anybody understand? Two candy. <laughs> Why so many different so-called sects or different denominations within one religion? Anybody knows? Different understanding. Different understanding. Mm -mm. 
They say the same. Different opinion within the disciples. Different disciples, different opinion. Different enlightenment. Different enlightenment. Different disciples reach different level. Oh, reach different level. Hmm. They never chosen a successor. When Jesus was alive, yeah, there was not even Christianity yet, yeah, and after Christ died, they founded Christianity. We don't even have an ism here, understand? Yes, but okay, that's how it happened. Okay, now when Christ has uh, gone to heaven, there are some disciples, yeah, who are enlightened and continue the master teaching. Then it's okay. Then it continues Christianity. Yeah, but in English they read it Christianity. It's from Christ. Just like Buddha died, become Buddhist. Buddhism. Yeah. Lao Tzu died, become Laoism or Taoism. Yes, because it came from the Master name or the Master teaching or the Master uh, title. Yeah. When you are enlightened in India, they call you the Buddha. Yeah. When you are are uh, enlightened in Jerusalem, they call you Christ. Yeah? When you are enlightened, maybe. <laughs> in uh, China, they call you something Tzu. Yeah? <laughs> so many Tzu. Kong Tzu, Lao Tzu, Mong Tzu, Mo Tzu. Yeah, okay. Understand now? Mm. And after Kong Tzu died, become Kongism. Yeah, they call it Dao Kong in Vietnam and China. Yeah. That means Kongism, yeah? Dao Lao means Laoism or Taoism. That's what it is, yeah? After Christ died, huh? then the enlightened apostle yeah, continue his teaching and slowly become Christianity, fine. But after all these original disciples of Master Jesus also gone to heaven, then there may be other enlightened disciples coming after that. And uh, maybe at that time, the true Christianity from Master uh, Jesus has already faded. You know, it's not true anymore. There's no true baptism anymore. There's no true lineage uh, transmission from heart to heart anymore. We call it transmission initiation. So the person who was enlightened within that tradition, maybe he has gone to another master in different religion or different master without any name, without any ism, and he got the key to enlightenment, yes. And then he came back and teach his Christian brothers and sisters. You know, the Christian in name, but not Christian in true practice. So from then on, uh, even though he was born a Christian, in the Christian family, and he's also teaching his Christian uh, denomination people, but he was enlightened. So he expounded doctrine of Christ in a different way than the church or the priest at that time do. So now this person probably gone and get enlightenment elsewhere. So he began teaching his brothers and sisters Christian. And now they become true Christian. Yes. But maybe... Because many other people from other different religious backgrounds also came to that Christian uh, enlightened master, also came to study with him. So they don't want to call themselves Christians because they are not truly the Christian Christian like the way it is right there, you know, like non-enlightening Christian. But a true enlightened master, 
After true enlightening, there's no Christian, no Buddhist. Yeah? No Muslim, <laughs> no Sikh, no Hindu. It's all enlightened person, that's enlightened saint. Therefore, maybe they call themselves a little differently. Maybe the seven days Adventist, or maybe the Church of the Later Day Saints, you see? <laughs> Just to differentiate from the four saints. And so the people who are enlightened at that time differentiate themselves, or the disciples who follow that enlightened master, differentiate them uh, and call these master or the high practitioner later-day saints. Just to tell people that we still have saints, even the Christianity has faded, you know, uh, after Jesus died, yeah? So they call the later-day saints, just to continue with the tradition. Because after you enlighten, you don't forsake your religion, right? You are still a Christian, you are still a Muslim, you are still a Hindu, you are still a Buddhist, etc. You call yourself a Buddhist because you are Buddhist. You have been a Buddhist all your life and you are still a Buddhist. It's just the Master helped you to understand your Buddhism better than before. And you do, right? That's how within Christianity, there sprung out many different denominations. Even though in their heart they know there's one God and they worship God and they respect Jesus. You capish now? Yes. Yes. The same with Islam or Buddhist. After the Master has gone to heaven, uh, many different things sprung out. Yeah? Hmm. All right, now we're going to the story of the dervishes. This belongs to Islam. Now, there is a story funny story, called the nut and the elephant. You know what the nut is? (laughs) A little insect, no? Hmm? Very small. And you know what an elephant is, I hope? (laughs) Yes or no? Yes. What does it look like? (laughs) Yeah, have a nose in the front. A big nose, huh? This is the story about them, the smallest and the biggest. (laughs) Once upon a time, you know, long, 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 long time ago, mm, there was a nut, (laughs) you call insect. His name was Namuz, and he was known because of his sensitivity as Perceptive Namus. Wow, even have a title. <laughs> the nut. <laughs> so big, you know, it's my fingernails. Have a title. The perceptive nut. Well, you must know that the Master in the old time, they use stories to enlighten the disciples, also to illustrate some sensitive issues that uh, they cannot openly explain you know, in the public, at any time. Enlightened master are in the glare of the public, especially the unenlightened people. They were always trying to make trouble, you know. They make a white become black and make it trouble for the master all the time. So in order to minimize this risk, yeah, the master like Jesus, Buddha, or the master of the devils is here, invented stories. Yeah, <laughs> to tell what they want to tell 
just like a, a story for children or just a fiction story, so nobody can accuse them of brainwashing the public or teaching something that is unorthodox. At that time, it was very difficult for them to propagate the truth nah, at that time. That's why Prophet Muhammad has been, you know, chased and persecuted and accused. You know, that's why Jesus has been crucified. The Buddha has even been attempted murder, attempted to be assassinated, yeah. But they only cut one of his toes, you know. Um, one time they managed to cut his toe, that's it. Since time immemorial, any enlightened master is always at risk, yeah, in danger of some sort. And if they manage to stay alive, it is still a very difficult life to go through if you want to uh, explain, uh, teach the disciples, or explain the truth to the public. Very difficult life, yeah, at any time. Maybe one day we will have it better. <laughs> Maybe when all the people became vegetarian and became more enlightened, then perhaps life will be less difficult, yes, for any enlightened person. Uh, but it's already better than the time of Prophet Muhammad and the time of Jesus, etc., etc. Okay, uh, Namus, you know, decided that... Uh, He has a, a very good status, yeah, as a perceptive anamus. So he needs a very good and uh, pompous residence. Now, for good and also efficient and convenient reason, he needs to move house to a more spacious, more prestigious uh, residence for a person of his status, yeah? So he decided to move house. Now he moved where? He moved into the ear of the elephant. <laughs> when you look into the animal's ears or sometimes body, you see a lot of insects sometimes attaching themselves to the big animals, yeah? Even fish in the sea, you know, some big fishes, you saw some oyster, you know, attach themselves to the whale's body or some small snail, you know? <laughs> uh, small and uh, spiral-like, yeah? They attach themselves to some of the big fish, you know? Yeah. And even some little fish attach themselves to the big fish and try to clean him up, <laughs> whatever leftover food, etc., etc. So these are the natural things. Hmm. Now, the knot decided that his statute is so great, he needs a big residence and pompous and more prestigious. So he moved into the ear of a certain... Elephant, yeah? And he deemed this resident is eminence in her for, for him to reside of such a status like his, a great nut. After thinking for so long and preparing and everything, he decided to move. So, soon enough, he installed himself in very spacious and uh, prestigious quarter. And time passed quick. He had raised some generation of families of not and sent them into the world, you know, highly educated, <laughs> uh, you know, having uh, 
diplomas and, you know, graduated and all that. Good, good. And then he sent them out into the world and they all became someone in the world. So he's very proud, you know, great-grandfather. As the years went by, the cat knew all the moments of uh, relaxation and vexation, the feeling of sorrow and happiness, of questing and achieving, which is the life of the knot, wherever he might be found. The elephant's ear was his home. And, as is always the case, he felt strongly, persistently, that there was a close connection between his life and the history of the knot, <laughs> this knot, his very being and this place. Yeah, he feels that it's his place, his quarter. He feels that all history is written where he resides, yes. Ah, this is similar to human, huh? Mm. The ear was so warm, so welcoming, so vast, the scene of so many experiences. Wow, you know, it's similar to human, huh? We have big houses. In Vietnam, if we have a house that belongs to the ancestor, okay, we have to keep it. This is a kind of ancestry home. At the time of a death anniversary of some great-grandfather or parent, the whole clan all gather there and celebrate and, and talk about old time and stuff like that. Okay, so that's called the huh? ancestry home. Now, that is very precious, yeah? So... According to the this is similar in value, yeah, in his situation, in his species. And in this spacious and prestigious uh, residency of his, or the mansion of his, there are so many experiences that had passed in his life, you know, joy, sorrow, anger, happiness, all kind of things, sweet, bitter, and sour. <laughs> all kind of taste in life that he experienced while he is living in this grand mansion. Yes. So naturally, before he moved into this house, you must imagine that he has a grand ceremony, you know, cutting ribbon and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> popping a non-alcoholic champagne and a vegetarian banquet, oh, all that, yeah? and uh, even installing the flag and all that, you know, every Monday, <laughs> pulling up and down, up and down, yeah? It's a status of the knot, you know, he is somebody, yeah? The world must know that he's somebody, yeah. Okay, now, he has to do it properly, you know, as if it in his status in the world. Okay, now, it's describing here that on the very first day, just before moving in even, he had cried on the top of his little voice, <laughs> declaring his possession of this residence. He said, Hey, elephant! <clears throat> know that nobody else but I, the God, the Great, is moving <laughs> into this place. <laughs> I, the perceptive Namus, has chosen to grant this honor upon your ear. <laughs> yeah. To be my 
residents. Hereupon you have my notice. Okay. The elephant say nothing. <laughs> okay. So the perceptive great Nat Namus decided that if he didn't say anything, mean no objection. Okay. There we move in. But little did Namus understood that the elephant didn't hear him at all. <laughs> no matter that he screams all out, but he's only a tiny cat. The elephant was busy doing his thing. <laughs> so he hear nothing, of course. Okay, for that matter, he doesn't even felt the entry of the cat and the family. He felt nothing at all. And after a while, even when the cat continued living in his ear, he also don't feel nothing about it. The elephant feel nothing. And whenever the cat go in and out of his ear, he also take no notice. He has no feeling about the presence of the cat and his clan, the whole big clan, a lot of families. In short, the elephant has no idea <laughs> about the existence of the not. Until one day, <laughs> the great and the perceptive not decided for some important reason, you know, of his, to move house again. <laughs> he was in a great, uh, you know, reflection about how to give notice to the elephant in a proper manner as befitting his status. He was thinking for a while. Mm. So he asked his secretary to write some notes, yeah, <laughs> prepare the notes for the speech. All right. And then she done proper, <laughs> grandiose clothing, befitting the occasion. <laughs> and he went out to the edge of the ear of the elephant, formally declared his change of uh, residence. Yes. Okay. So this decision has been reached and irreversibly. So he decided. Now he came out. He rehearsed many times <laughs> the declaration together with the whole clan of his family. And they rehearsed together. You know, how to walk, how to talk, how to sit, how to wave hand together. Yeah. And all the coffer have to be done in certain manner. <laughs> The hats have to wear what, what? Which one wear what color? Yeah. So afterward, he was thinking that he is uh, sufficiently rehearsed well enough for his speech. And then everybody rehearsed well already in uniform. So he came out, he let the whole family come out to the edge of the elephant ear, ready to march outside with... <laughs> all the poems and show, and he come out and declare again, Hear ye! <laughs> the elephant, I have an urgent matter to declare that from today I will move out of your ear. <laughs> and know ye that from now on your ear no longer has the honor to 
<laughs> to, to contain our family members anymore. You are free to do what you do with your ear. <laughs> and he talked very eloquently like that. You know, maybe more eloquent than that. Now, I wasn't there when the God declared so. <laughs> I guess it's just about this business, eloquent or not, yeah, that he gave <laughs> a notice. Just like when you left your flat, yeah, when you leave your flat, you give a landlord a note of notice, like two weeks, two months, two years, depends on the contract. This had no contract, yeah? <laughs> the God has no contract with the elephant. Therefore, he did not need to give two weeks' notice or two months. He just went out and declared that today I move out. <laughs> he said so eloquently and earnestly, but the elephant seemed not to respond to him. So he screamed again, louder and louder. The third time, then the elephant somehow heard something like that. So the elephant was thinking of what he's saying, you know? And then uh, the nut asked him, So! What do you feel about my departure? <laughs> I have a reason to explain to you, yeah? The reason why I moved, and all and so on and so forth. And then the elephant suddenly raised his head <laughs> and trumpet, you know, with his trunk, a little bit. And <laughs> he's so loud, the not almost fainted. <laughs> he just trumpeted a little bit only, you know? And then the elephant said to him, Go in peace. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I never noticed you were there. <laughs> and I have no interest of you going or coming. <laughs> okay, for the devilish master who told the story, huh? we have to thank him. Huh? So was that a good story, yeah? Yes. Mm. Is it familiar? Yes. It is very familiar to us, eh? Because we feel <laughs> the master who told the story, the devilish master, wanted to emphasize the human character, right? Yeah, he doesn't even mean the knat, he means the human. Many people think they are that important. This is the ego that he meant, yeah? The ego makes us feel that we are so important that wherever we go, people must take notice of us. This is the example of the ego, huh? Mm. So, the story is really very good, huh? If we can live, you know, not like the nut, then it would be a very peaceful world for everybody, yeah? Not always making noise for nothing, huh? Making noise for nothing, yes. Nobody cares who we are. Well, somebody cares, but... <laughs> because we don't pay attention to them. So they try to make noise, yes, sometimes like that. So in order to live a more peaceful life, we have to check out our ego and keep it under control, okay? Yeah. Remember, nobody cares. <laughs> Truly. Okay? It's very, very tiring to deal with human ego, you know? Terrible, terrible. 
was just telling my dog today, because of you guys, I lost everything. And then I said to them, no, it's not you, it's my heart. <laughs> it's my heart. <laughs> Make me lose everything. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I was coming here, all my dogs were looking like, can we come with you? <sighs> Car is small. All the dogs want to squeeze. <laughs> not possible. Normally, I didn't want to take dogs to get too much trouble already, you know. Why have to have dogs? But they look at that like that. And then they uh, took advantage of when I wasn't looking. Two of them escaped. Come out, run to the car already. <sighs> so I said, okay, okay, never mind. Come with us. <laughs> and then in the car, they were so excited, you know, running around, around. In the car, how can you run around? But they run around in the car. And I have to squeeze myself and worry about them and have to hug them, please don't run around. <laughs> and, you know, I said, so much trouble. <laughs> so I say, you guys are too much, huh? because of you I lose everything. Even I lose a seat in the car. <laughs> I already told you everything, you know. Everything that you should know, I told you over the years already. So sometimes you come here, I just uh, amuse you. Hmm? Amuse you with stories, jokes, candies, especially candies you like. <laughs> Today I continue. <laughs> Muslim story. This they call the way of the Sufis, you know? Sufism, also a branch of Islam. Yeah, you know, right? Okay. And they have a lot of stories. Buddhism also have a lot of stories, but I think over the year I already told them, a lot of them. So I'm telling you something about Islam so that you can... Learn to know somebody else's tradition and uh, belief system. Something new. Okay. Uh, we learn to know some other people's belief system and tradition. It's also not bad. It will foster uh, understanding, yes, between people of different background. We should uh, have tolerance, yeah, for, for each other. Because everyone believes they are right. As long as their religion doesn't teach anything bad, it should be good. Okay? Mostly, I told you already, and you know by now, you have uh, followed my teaching for many years, you know by now that uh, all religions originally are just one. Hmm? And then after the Master died, it became another religion. Jesus, when he was alive, he could barely, you know, cover himself. Yeah? He say he doesn't have even a pillow to put his head on. Remember? He has to run away all the time. And uh, Buddha, when he was alive, also not much, huh? He has to go out, begging for alms. But later some disciple built a very big temple for him, yeah? With the gold, you know? Gold uh, that uh, become pavement on the garden and all that. Okay. But never mind, please uh, bear with it, huh? A small place, okay? That's why I let you come here in winter, so you can sit together, keep warm, you know, save, <laughs> save heater. <laughs> and summer, when you come, we all sit in the garden, you know? Save electricity for aircon. So it's not too bad, is it, huh? Not too bad, I mean, squeezy place is good, huh? In the winter, it's warm, right? Yeah, winter we need to gather a lot of people to sit warm, you know. And this place is very good, you know, small, but winter you sit together, keep warm. Summer we sit in the garden, right? Who needs more room, yeah? 
And that's why you became all extraordinary saints, because you sit all night. Wow! No choice, is there? Huh? <laughs> Where would you go and lay down? <laughs> In Chinese, we say, uh, huh? uh, meaning uh, the situation uh, creates heroes. Yeah. So in this case, <laughs> the situation creates saints. Yeah. <laughs> you heard, you heard many Zen stories of the old time. You know, all the monks of the saints they sit all night. They don't, they don't lay down, huh? Now look at your neighbor. They one of them. <laughs> incredible. You can sit all night. It's really incredible. Do you really sit all night? Yes. How do you sit? That is a question. <laughs> yeah? You, you sit like this, right? <laughs> yeah. As I told you already in uh, another tape, it's very good to sit very tight like this. You cannot fall, you know? In Zen Buddhism, the guy who sits all night and doesn't fall, Bhutautan, Bhutautan means you doesn't fall. Uh, literally speaking, like the egg doesn't Row. <laughs> that means you sit very straight, you know? So balanced, like an egg who doesn't move. Yeah. So that means uh, very good in a Zen tradition. That means you are incredible, you are fantastic, you are truly a bodhisattva already. If you sit on and you don't move. See? In here, it's the same, all of you, you don't move. There's no room to move. <laughs> on the left, on the right, in the front, and everybody sit together. So, you see, you see, the situation creates saints here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should buy even a smaller house. <laughs> and we will have more saints, huh? You know, right now you can move a little bit, a few inches, but if a smaller house, then it's truly just like this, huh? A that. <laughs> okay, now we continue with the reading of the Muslim because they have stories that keep you awake. Huh? Now, in the, uh, Sufism, there is a name called uh, Kidr. Kidr. Anybody know? K H I D R. Any Muslim? Kadir. Kadir? Yeah. Uh, Kadir. Are you a Muslim? Kadir, no. No. <laughs> but you know Kadir? Yeah, I've never heard of Okay, Kadir. With I in the middle of it. Okay. Kadir means it's kind of a, a spirit, you know? The protection spirit. Yeah. Like angel, maybe. It's spelled K-H-I-D-R, okay? And... K-H-I-D-R is supposed to be an invisible guide in Sufi's tradition. Mm. In the Quran, it is said that um, this K-H-I-D-R <laughs> was the unseen spirit who guided Moses. They call it also the green one, eh? the green one. So this green one is often referred to as the Jew, and he has been equated in legend, with such figures as St. George and Elias. This uh, story, however, is a characteristic of the supernormal function that uh, attributed to the K-H-I-D-R. <laughs> I'm worried if I say <laughs> K 
Kadir, it might be something else, and, <laughs> and then we will get all mixed up. So both in uh, the folklore and among the Devish uh, masters, yes, this uh, K-H-I-D-R is very famous for being an uh, invisible guy. Now, we, we should just call him the green one, okay? Because if we keep spelling like this, it takes all night <laughs> to finish the story. Okay. This is a story that somebody uh, told. But it doesn't say whom. Let me check. No. Probably one of the teachers, yeah, of the Sufism. He, he told a story like this. And it's supposed to be a true story. Okay. The person who narrated the story said that once he was standing on the banks of the Oxus River, he saw a man fall in the water. Yes. And then another man uh, was wearing dervish clothes. Uh, seeing the man uh, fell into the river, he also jumped in and tried to rescue the other man, but he was in full clothes. He probably jumped so fast he didn't think of undressing himself. Uh, both of them, unfortunately, uh, were being dragged together in, in the strong currents of the river at that time. And then both of them were struggling in the water to try to keep their head above the water. But they was in dangerous situation. And then... Suddenly, this person, the storyteller, saw a third man dressed in a dress of shimmering green and very glittering one. He hurled himself into the river after the two drowning men. Uh, but uh, as soon as he struck the surface of the water, he changed himself into a lock, a woodlock, not a man anymore. Mm. So the other two men saw the woodlock, so they cling on to it. Yes. And uh, together, you know, they kind of pushing themselves to the shore with the lock. Yes, so they saved their lives. All right. Uh, the person, you know, who told the story, he could not believe himself. He could not believe what he see. So he followed the lock, you know, <laughs> uh, as a distance uh, behind the bush to see what's happening. And after a long, a long while, you know, uh, far away from the two uh, drowning men before who's already been rescued, far away from them, the lock. Uh, Push itself onto the shore <laughs> and dripping wet, you know, <laughs> and turn into men again. Hmm. So the storyteller reached the lock, you know, that now has turned into men. The men already almost dry. And he threw himself on the ground, kneeling in front of him and crying and saying that you must be the presence. Uh, K-H-I-D-R. <laughs> yes, I have seen everything. Uh, uh, you are the green one. Oh, thank God. 
the green one. You are the master of the saints, aren't you? Bless me, for I would attain. I was afraid. You know, he was afraid to touch the green man's rope because it seemed to be like fire, except it's in green color. What is it then? Huh? Why is a man on fire when he's so wet? Hmm? Why is he on fire? What? Light. Light. Good. Hmm. So the green man on fire <laughs> said to <laughs> the witness, say, you have seen too much. <laughs> you have to understand that I came from another world and I am uh, protecting those who have service to perform without them knowing so. So, means whomever this green man on fire was <laughs> protecting, these people would not know about it. Just like, you know, obviously he turned himself into a woodlock. So the two men thought that, oh, luckily we hang on to the log and we save our lives. They would have not uh, known that this log was actually a protecting agent from heaven. Yeah? Okay. And he only protect those who has service to perform. You hear that? Yes. Like, maybe these men are virtuous, yes, are good, and still having things to do in this world, either for humankind or for the environment or for the animals. Yes? In the human form, they are doing their duties here on earth. Therefore, this uh, K-H-I-D-R, <laughs> it has a duty to protect those people. So if you are doing some SOS flyers distribution, <laughs> and if you see a lock somewhere, <laughs> please don't just kick it off, pick it home, and put it in your fireplace. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, maybe that green man jump out of the fire, huh? and then scare you to death. <laughs> He's supposed to protect you. <laughs> but if he jump out like that, of course you'll be huh? collapsed, right? <laughs> okay. Now, this green man in the light continued to say to the witness like this, You may have been a disciple of, say, Indadula. Imdadula, uh, probably the master at that time, master of Sufism at that time. But you are not mature enough to know what we are doing for the sake of God. Hmm. See that, huh? At that time, maybe these Sufis disciples or master at that time were not enlightened enough to understand all this. What's going on? Yeah? Mm. Therefore, he went there and knew in front of the green man and asking for blessing. Yes. The green man, nevertheless, is not to bless people for enlightenment. He's there just to protect the ones who are good and virtuous, who has things to do in this world. I mean, who has good things to do in this world. Yes. Good one, you know, of service to mankind. That's what he meant and to all beings. Hmm. 
after the man spoke first, the witness looked up and the green man was gone. He only hear the rushing sound in the air, but he did not see anyone anymore. After he came back from that uh, event, he saw the same man again. You know, the, the same green man? Mm. Uh, he was uh, laying on a straw mattress in a hotel near Peshawar. And then the witness said to himself, Oh, I was too rough last time. Yeah, too, too excited. This time I will be more mature. So <laughs> he came and took hold of his rope, of the green man's rope. Last time he was scared, you know. <laughs> and now he took hold so that he won't go away. That's where it is. He took hold of his rope, which was a very common one, normal, normal dress, nothing more, nothing less. Though under under that, I saw I thought I saw something glowing green still. Outside, it looked like a common dress, but underneath of the dress, he still see the glowing light, green light. So then the witness say again, you may be the K-H-I-D-R. <laughs> and then the witness continues, but I have to know how an apparently ordinary man like you perform these wonders. Because he looked, right now, he looked very ordinary, except uh, he's underneath of his uh, rope glowing some green light. So how can an uh, ordinary man like you, look like ordinary man, can perform such a wonder? You must tell me, yeah? And why? Explain your craft to me so that I can practice it as well. So the green man laughed. <laughs> he said, you are impetuous, my friend. The last time you were too headstrong, and now you are still too headstrong. Go on, tell everyone outside that you have seen K.A.'s IDR yourself. See how they will react. They probably will put you in an asylum. <laughs> so go on, <laughs> go on and tell everybody. I don't care. The more you protest, you are right. The more heavily they will change you. See that? So even though he doesn't hide or anything, <laughs> he is so sure that nobody would believe this man anyway. So he couldn't, he couldn't care less. Because this guy was trying to threaten him, so you have to show me this, you know, otherwise I won't let you go, something like that, you know. <laughs> The attitude, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you tell the truth, people do not believe you, right? Okay, then the green man, the green one took out a small stone and the witness stared at it. He suddenly found himself paralyzed, turned to stone until he had picked up his saddlebags and walked away. He just temporarily disable him so that the green man, you know, can run away. The green man get out a stone and then the guy keep looking at it and then paralyzed for a while. And then the green man just pick up his sacks and gone away. And when 
I tell this story, I mean the witness, yeah, the one who saw all this. When I told this story, people either laughed or thinking me a storyteller and give me some <laughs> pennies or some dollars. <laughs> yeah, at least he earned something. <laughs> so at least people don't put him in the asylum, hmm? mental house. So that is the story. Was it interesting? It's finished. <clears throat> Applaud to the storyteller, at least, huh? Oh, yeah. If he told you this, would you believe? Huh? Yes. If anybody told you this story, would you believe? Yes, yes or no? Yes. yes. Uh, you know why? You haven't had miracle. <laughs> Okay. Anybody have similar story except the person, you know, the invisible one is not green. Maybe blue, for example. <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yes? <laughs> well, who? Where? Come here, come here. I don't see you. Who is it? Come here, tell me. Ah, you have similar story? Yeah, before I I come to here, I have no money, but a sister give me ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars? Dollars, NT. Oh, NT. So I have money to come here. Oh, well, that is your sister. Is she green? So? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I just know her. Okay, okay, how one, how one. Anybody who. Who has like invisible help or somebody who is invisible and then help you and then disappear or something like that? Not really help, Master. Just huh? your, your manifestation, but not really help. Just not help you? Just, just appear, right? Disappear. And talk like nonverbal and just. Oh, because you don't need help, maybe. You did not need help, that's why. Okay, then it's similar. It's good. Anybody who see Master inside? Just him? You see also? What does she do? Or he do? <laughs> Sometimes uh, you talk to me. Mm. And uh, even it was uh, a long time uh, before I got initiation. Mm. I was sitting uh, on the bus. Mm. And it was long uh, before I was initiated. Uh, about uh, two years ago, mm. uh, the first time that I met Master through the television. Mm. And um, I was uh, completely uh, uh, in, in love with uh, Supreme Master Television and, uh, uh -huh. and with your programs, your lectures. Uh -huh. I liked them very much right from the beginning. Okay. And, um, and then uh, maybe two or three months I was watching every day. Mm. And then I was sitting in the bus and I was thinking, oh, these girls in the in the Supreme Master Television, they all dye their hair like uh, the Master, blonde hair. <laughs> Before. And then I was thinking, uh, oh, they, um, they are just a little bit childish or a little yeah. bit uh, spiritual, immature. <laughs> Something like, like this I was uh, valuing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear Master's voice inside, mm. and she said, no, no, no. Uh, they are they are like um, the girls who like to um, dress the hair like their mother. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And normal, I, it was yes. so sweet. It's normal. You know, when I, yes, it's normal. Eh? Yeah. And it was so, so clear. And first, there was a little bit surprised to hear your voice. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I felt, okay, this must be a very powerful uh, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a very powerful master that she can speak to you like this. And I was really, uh, on one hand, surprised, and on the other hand, I could accept it and, and see it as a, a, a normal thing. Mm-hmm. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment, yes. You know, I do everything as I must do, according to universal plan, just to help whatever way I can, to connect with people in different ways, yes. So... Uh, for them to, to look like a mother, some of them, okay. <laughs> I would prefer not to have to dye hair blonde and all that. But if I have to do, I do anything anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm easy. <laughs> Whatever I have to do, I say, okay. Why not? Yeah. There's no, no, more, uh, no more time to say, no, I don't like or I like. I don't have like or no like anymore. Mm. So after that, you feel good, huh? Feel like more tolerant, huh? Yeah, it's very good. At least you are very powerful, also. That in such a bus, uh, busy and noisy bus, and you still can hear me. <laughs> it was kind of innocent uh, state of consciousness. Yeah, so you were powerful too. Hmm? Good. And what else? That's it. There's only one time. No, several occasions. Oh, yeah. others. Uh-huh. Often it happened in dreams. Yeah, okay. It's similar, okay. So then I had one uh, dream that um, I was in the mountains mm-hmm. and it, uh, it reminds me on the place where I was before. Yeah. So it, it created more uh, an, um, an familiar atmosphere mm. so that I feel uh, safe or trusted. Yes, yes. And then uh, I was in the mountain and then I was on a bridge that was across the road. And then I was standing on the bridge, and then I saw you on the road, and then I was thinking, oh, this is Ching Hai. Mm. And, uh, and then you looked up, and, but without speaking, I could hear your voice, and you confirmed that it is it's you. Mm. And then um, you went into a hotel, and in front of the hotel there was a kind of a tent, and uh, I just simply followed, and I went into the tent. And then I went through the tent, and then I came in the hotel. And when I entered the launch of the hotel, it uh, became a completely empty space. And then it was as if it was a, a long, endless tube. And you pulled me through this tube. And it was whirling, whirling. And then I was thinking, okay, this is the moment I get enlightened. <laughs> oh, now, now I get enlightened, I get enlightened. <laughs> and I was lying in my bed and I had this rushing through my head and all this light and, and energy. And I was thinking, oh, now I get enlightened. Master is making me enlightened. But then uh, I lost consciousness and, and then in the morning I woke up. And <laughs> I was still uh, not enlightened. <laughs> But, uh, you are. <laughs> but th- this was really uh, a nice experience. Mm. 
And this was in, in the summer, in, I think, last year. And then, um, then I really thought uh, I should take initiation and uh, start uh, this. To get real enlightenment. Uh, <laughs> this technique. Right? Not just in dream, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you a couple of experience to get initiation, huh? <laughs> You know, typical man, you know, no proof, <laughs> no proof, no roof. <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right. Anybody else? Anyone else who see the green master? <laughs> Too many cannot remember, master. Oh. Uh, master, um, you uh, manifested into a, um, for a few days, there was a moth in my house oh. it was uh, it was pure white uh -huh. and bigger than than usual and uh, it was almost like caricature like a cartoon but it was real oh. and um you um wear these uh furs not the real it's not real fur and on the back of the um um moth was a big like like when you wear your fur around your neck, I've never seen a, a moth like it. It was like it was you. Uh -huh. It was, but it was. It wasn't just a moth. It was. It was. It was beautiful. How do you know it's me, baby? Because you would talk to me, and you hung around for a few days with me. That's was, powerful. And uh, yeah, it's very special. Uh -huh. um, I feel very, always very blessed with you, Master. Um, just many, many experiences, and just the brain doesn't. There's like this middle of the night I got doors like the ones here and there's this angel like this huge angel like covering both the doors and um, the brain when you when you first start meditating doesn't understand you've had experiences you've had them the next day you think no 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 it just wasn't true I, have to, I know I've seen it yeah it was like it's a bright light angel I mean it was beautiful I mean, again and the, as the days go by, you start getting less confidence that it actually happened. I understand. And um, the brain is telling you, oh, it cannot be true. Absolutely, yes. You imagine yeah. that stuff. Many times you've uh, always come and took care of me and took me places. And she's always just, just been there for me, Master, many times. Just, it's good. Yeah, thank it's you. It's good you know it. <laughs> Welcome. It's good you know it because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> At least one one of us know about it. <laughs> okay, very good. The moth hang around two days in the house, two three days, didn't die. <laughs> Must be a special moth, huh? Uh, yeah, it, it was. Um Hang around too long and don't die, then must be special at least. <laughs> but you, you was the, it was you. <laughs> no, it's, I, 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 it's very difficult for me to... Um, you know it, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a special feeling, connection. Absolutely, yeah. You yeah, know it, yeah. yeah, you just know it. And it wasn't like a, a moth, it was yeah. like... It had been created, mm -hmm. because this, 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 the back of it, it was like it, it was you wearing your... your um, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't recognize, huh? Yeah, I mean, but it was pure white. There's no dark dot on it. It was just pure, pure white, and this beautiful <laughs> coat around around its neck, and um, yeah. Must be nobody kills. <laughs> oh no no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm?
然后那时候我好像在一个医院的病床上然后整间都是白的然后师父也是发白色的光来然后我醒来以后就觉得嗯是真的吗然后因为觉得不好像身体都还很健康啊然后就后来我就想说啊赶快去告诉我的家人然后
就是能够吃全素，吃全素完了以后，就赶快要准备迎新。迎新就想是要一定要见到师傅，好吗？见到师傅，所以现在刚刚迎新一个一个多月，好就来到这里。嗯、还有就是那当天迎新完了以后，我们就回家，回家完回家就是开始打坐。刚开始就是打坐做观光的时候，然后师傅就一直对我笑。我刚刚觉得好像我应该好像是一完成了一个非常重要的任务，非非常重要的一步，所以师傅好像感觉好像在加持我、鼓励我。嗯，谢谢谢谢师傅。OK， 没有人看到那个绿色的人哈 ，Nobody Nobody see the green man 啊。有啊，有啊，有啊，来过来看一下。讲讲讲，在那边请。师傅，我在嗯要打太禅的前一个多月啊，那我就被一个闯红灯的计程车撞了，那整个人都飞出去。那那时候我第一个念头就是说，师傅比我更严重。然后那时候我整个人在天空中一直翻，一直就这样一直翻啊，就像皮球一样一直掉下来，一直掉下来，安全帽也整个都被拉。这硬生生的车走了，可是头也没断，然后我的眼镜呢，就不是好像有，有人把我折得很好，然后就放在那个旁边，那个路边，那那我就抱着我的头，然后心里一直想着师傅，然后我就坐在那边没有办法起来，啊，很很难过，可是心里要想哇，师傅不知道是不是比我更严重，我更担心，然后我就很急很急。然后那时候爬不起来的时候， yeah. 那突然间不知道从哪边冒出来一个先生，嗯，然后他就把我默默的把我扶起来，扶到旁边去坐好，嗯，然后我就等等到医院去，嗯，等我我坐下去，然后我再头抬起来的时候，那个人已经不见了，嗯，然后我在想，一定是师傅派派人来把我扶起来的。嗯那我一路上很受到师傅的照顾，因为我是一个单亲妈妈，带了四个孩子。那师傅一路陪着我，让我度过很多难关。我特地也要感谢师傅，不客气，谢谢师傅，不客气。好。You open the door, you came out. 
Okay. Now we don't have any order in the court anymore. <laughs> we say hello to everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> okay. Okay, good, good. My God. See that, huh? See that? I can't work no more. <laughs> this is for you, but not in there, huh? Here, go open it. Go open and eat. Open it yourself. I don't have time now. Okay, you shop enough now? Hmm? Oh, I'm too excited. They've been begging me to come with me. Because <laughs> I don't have time at home too much, so I take them, you know, I mean, like, um, take turn to take one dog, two dogs with me, so I have a little bit more time together, you know. I mean, alone like this, not just ten dogs, nine dogs together. So tonight, you know, I thought I don't, I don't want to take any dog tonight. And they beg, I told you, they beg to come. And then I said, okay, good, but you're not going in the, the meditation hall because we don't have room in there and I don't want to disturb people. Not everybody likes dogs, you know. I know that. You don't like me, you don't have to like my dogs as well. <laughs> well some people, some people like that, you know, if you love me, you're going to love my dogs, my cats, my everything. I don't want to force it on you. And then they force themselves on you. Look at that. They open the door and come in. See that? I can't believe this. You too, huh? Naughty. Naughty. <laughs> you are loud. And you're so smart. I can't believe it. <laughs> Two doors. And they still open it and come out. She ate already, that's why I'm perhaps. Come on. Yes, spoiled. Oh, yes, spoiled. Oh, come, yes, spoiled. Of course, yeah. See? She don't even break it and wait for you to break it. Like usual, you know. So spoiled at home. Sometimes don't eat alone, have to feed by hand. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's enough for now, baby. Okay. 就是我从能够开始吃素然后再跟师父修行的一个经验那实际上我在一贯道已经二十几年了那我当初会进一贯道我想信是关心菩萨的指引因为我本来是一个吃肉很重的人我一餐不能够没有肉哦我的身体非常
。然后我花了一整天，隔天花了一整天的时间，我一直到底在想，我看到的到底是什么？一直到我我呃打工结束回来之后，然后我才知道说，原来我昨天晚上看到的是观世音菩萨。然后这样子之后，我撑了半年的时间，我没有办法吃肉。然后我就自己到一罐道去。然后当初去那里的时候，只是说。方便能够吃个简单的素食而已、嗯嗯，但是我开始吃素之后，我没有办法再吃荤的东西了、嗯。即使是我妈妈非常的反对，她告诉我说、嗯，在这个家里面，只要你不吃肉，你就没有饭可以吃。哦，我还是坚持我一定得要吃素。嗯，那我躲着他吃，那这么久来了二十几年来了，这之间呢也看过其他的仙佛，嗯，那又看过观世音菩萨一次。那在我呃开完法会之后，我原本是很不好睡的，但是晚上开始有梵月一直跟着我，那个梵音一直让我听到我睡着为止。那我知道说菩萨没有离弃我，那他一直跟着我。那二十几年过去了，我知道前佛的力量是什么，但是我碰不到名师。嗯，所以那时候我开始一直求，在我心里面一直求。我希望我能够找到在世的名师，因为我知道只有在世的名师他能够解决我的问题。那在一贯道，他有仙佛会来借窍，但是即使他来他来借窍讲课，顶多两个小时、三个小时的时间而已，他就得走了。那他显化的力量让我知道说在世名师的可贵在哪里。我一直相信说，呃，善财童子有五十三参，他参访了五十三位的名师，然后才成道。所以我认为说，只要有在世名师的话，我能跟着他的话，我一定也能够的找到回家的路。那一直到有一个机缘认识师父之后，那多方观察，我觉得说，师父就是就是在世的名师，就是我要追求的。即使在还没有印行之前修方便法的时候，师父已经给了我很多的力量。我甚至在还没有印行之前，我可以看得到一些境界的东西。虽然我不知道它到底代表的是什么，一直以以来就是我印行其实才一年多的时间，然后师父给我的感受，我觉得说这个加持让比我这之前的二十几年的摸寻，让我进步的更快更多。好，那我很感恩师父。好，感恩您。不客气，不客气。你你好就好，嗯，好就好。She loves everybody. That's a problem. That's why I don't want to bring here and disturbing you. Not everybody likes dog, you know. I mean, they love dog, but they don't want to come and leak leak all over that like that. And they don't care if they love anybody. They just come and love you. I I can't even control. <laughs> Love is not a free gift, you know. I mean, you give to whoever like, not just whomever you like. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What am I to do? I lock the two. You know, I mean, not lock with the key, but lock the door. You know, very strong. Even I have to use some force to open. You know, those uh, you you lock it in and it's in. And they open it at home also, you know. <laughs> oh man! Oh gosh! Look at that shopping. <laughs> shopping all over. <laughs> Ready now? Okay.
But many people like to see them. Before they even ask me, bring your dogs, bring all the dogs. I say, my God. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I say, we thought you bring all the dogs here and the birds. I say, you must be choking. <laughs> they have no idea. You know how much work dogs also and birds have to work. You bring them here? Are they flying here or what? Huh? <laughs> the bird fly behind my car coming here or something? <laughs> huh? Otherwise, have to put them in cage, you know, safely, and then have drink and food, and then bring here how many cars I need, you know? They think it's just like a joke. Even dogs, you know, two, three dogs, and I have no room in the car already. And we need to people to take care of them and feed them and give them drink and take care of them in the house, and you know, and clean them up and go out, do business and all that. So, <laughs> And they even want all the dogs here, I believe it. All the dogs. Go. Slowly, 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 slowly. <laughs> 